Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows, the conversations everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Marcus D, and joining me in the studio today from our last episode and still hanging around here in the studio, my good buddy, Frank Hessian. Welcome to the studio, man. Thank you. Yeah, good to still be here. I- <laughs> Good to still be here because Vic is still sick. What's wrong with you, man? That's what, why would you say that? He's getting better. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, I'm just messed. I'm just messed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like I'm so happy. I'm like you're here because Vic's sick. I'm like no, uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Vic is feeling a lot better, guys. I actually had to take him to the urgent care because he was refusing to go for like the longest time, but he finally broke down and went. He does not have COVID. He did get his COVID test back, and that is negative. But he's got some sort of respiratory issue, but he is on the mend. He is almost, I would say, like back to his 100%, but he still needs a day or two to recover. So I invited Frank back into the studio today with me because he joined me last time when we were talking about the Dragon's Triangle as we continue our awesome talk on mysterious disappearances. How have you been doing, Frank? Man? How you been? How's your week been? Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, been great. mine too, man. I I actually got exposed to COVID at work uh, earlier in the week, and I actually had to go get a test yesterday. I got my results back. Thankfully, they were negative, so I didn't really have any symptoms. So I was really happy to I was happy to hear that. But I missed my my roast battle in Louisville that I was supposed to be going to, and that bummed me out because it was like this was like the worst time that I could get told. Mm. But, yeah, I was, but I'm glad that I'm glad that it came back negative, and I'm glad uh, Vic's feeling a whole lot better. Yeah, um, actually, he's tomorrow because I know we're getting close to the end of the month. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be recording an episode with another awesome favorite host of ours, the Libertarian guitarist. Oh. Yeah, for those of you that may remember, he actually joined me for a talk on Bob Lazar. Uh, and he's going to be coming back on talking about another awesome episode, but I don't want to spoil it quite yet, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I found a way to combine his interests with my interests, and it's going to be an awesome, fun episode. There you go. But on to the more important things. Alcohol. Alcohol. Today, I am drinking one of my favorite alcohols. It is brown from Brown Country Winery, Apple Wine. Oh, it's not go. here to... Stop me from taking too much of this. There you go. Oh, absolutely. What are you drinking today, man? Today, I'm having Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey by the name of Chicken Cock. <laughs> I'll show you the bottle right here so you can see that's uh, exactly uh, that, what it says. That's exactly what it says, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, Chicken man. Cock. So, <laughs> excuse me while I sample some of this. And the, the rest of our middle school minds just snickered to ourselves. Oh, this is good. Dude, I love any, al- any alcohol with apple in it. It is just, oh, it is just in my top, babes. Mm. Mm. I was a really big fan of ciders. Oh. And I got to say, like, 
um, the sweeter ones to me always kind of like kind of ruin out. I don't know some of that apple flavor. Like it's it's like the sugar gets to be a little bit too much. So it's like it's like you gotta find certain ones, man. They have that really good balance. No, no, no. Oh, the sweeter the alcohol, the better for me, man. I love it. Drinking really? apple wine is like drinking grown-up apple juice. It is just straight delicious. Oh, well, there you awesome. go. This so, is a yeah. How's your taste, by the way? How is the how is the chicken cock? I hope this doesn't get like the, the, us like an adult like mature rating on Apple for that, but yeah, well, uh, no, it shouldn't. It it's got a rooster on the bottle. I mean, it is, it is a rooster <laughs> that is on the bottle. Yeah, and I said and I showed the the thing to the to the camera. I don't know if that's gonna I be on you. Well, I'll talk about the audio, but <laughs> yeah, but but the uh, but it tastes very very good. It, it's got a little bit of a bite to it, so there's probably a little bit of rye in there. But I mean, it's got a very good body to it. I mean, it's got uh, those oaky notes for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the sweetness is more like a brown sugar, less like cherry. So I like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is what happens when this is what happened. Vic's away, and Marcus and Frank will play. That is, uh, he's not here. He's not here. To, he's not here. To, he's not here to dictate the content. I, I get a whole lot more control over what we do so we get to do some weird stuff that he would normally stomp his feet about but that's okay he'll be he'll be back and he'll get to he'll get to get some more input here soon but we do actually guys he appreciated all of the well wishes that everybody has given him um so he appreciates it so much and we appreciate it here of all the support that you guys have given him because we know that vic's going through a hard time so, yeah. so well to your health up. vic to your yeah, health to your, to your health man i'm gonna drink i'll drink to that so mm. All right, so let's go over some comments, man. You actually get to be here for the comments and respond to some of the stuff that people said about our episode. So um, I'm going to start with uh, uh, one of the, a patron comment. Chill7509 says, uh, I'm like you, Marcus. I don't think there is one single answer. I think it's definitely multiple things overlapping. Personally, I say it's ranging from as a as-yet-to-be-explained natural phenomenon to an unknown slash assumed extinct creatures, to possibly even some kind of uh, intentional interference, possibly a civilization of unknown origin or at the very least an agency of unknown purpose. Uh, but to me, the last is a bit of a reach. However, on the flip side, you could counter certain issues such as water pressure, magnetic fields, or whatever else keeps us out of these area, uh, wherever we, regular citizens, can't go, uh, is the perfect place to hide something. You know, and I and I and I agree with you for a little bit. You know, this is kind of, uh, you know, this is, I, I I find it incredibly funny. It's like when we were talking about our flat Earth, um, and our and me and Vic's flat Earth video that we were doing. We were talking about like that the best place to hide stuff is where we can't go. And mm -hmm. one of the one of the best um, um, uh, arguments against the that you you know that the Earth's not flat is oh you could just go to the poles. You could go to uh, you know, you could go out to some of these places to see it for yourself. What what average person can actually make it out to the South Pole? Now I'm not ever, now I'm not arguing that there's flat. I'm gonna put that out there immediately. But like it's yeah, you could take cruises, but I still think it'd be really hard for you to know exactly where you're at. And, yeah. yeah, you know, no, it's not like you could just casually just go out there. So it's 100% possible to hide. There are places in the world that's very difficult just for the average person to go. Yeah, and I mean, like, with that, I mean, 
I mean, hell, look at this past year. We got like what, like three million billionaires or whatever. Like, not three million, but three of the million slash billionaires who've shot themselves up into space just mm-hmm. to come back down. And I'm like, you know what they're doing, right? They 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 got spooked. They had to actually see. What does it look like? They're that whole endeavor. I mean, we always talk about like the rich and elite, and they know more than we do. I'm like, what do they know that's causing them all to want to leave? <laughs> that's starting to get kind of scary to me. Uh, let's see. LaWanda Cooper said, well, there's triangles in all of the oceans and lakes and rivers. I think that the creeks might have one somewhere because of all the great lakes and the seas is what is what they really are hmm. i think so too i think if you look well if you if a river is large enough to you'll also start running into a lot of weird uh like disappearances like disappearances occur along along the river as well as a lot of other just weird paranormal phenomenon like if you just like me and vic have for a long time talked about doing a documentary and if we did, one of the things that we would do is just strange stuff on the Ohio River because there is just a plethora of weird stuff that goes on. Yeah. One of my favorite series to watch whenever I was getting my undergrad was uh, River Monsters with Jeremy Wade because that dude would actually go fishing and he'd pull out these like, I mean, like whenever people wrote about like there being like sea dragons or creatures in the shores or something like that. And they were like, and this thing like ate one of the, one of the children and people were like, nah, that's not real. You know, it's like that, you know, like that's just those, those weird 1500s exaggerated tales. And like, he pulls out some of these fish and it's like a 300 pound catfish. And I'm like, no, Absolutely. that sucker could totally eat a kid. Like, like that <laughs> sucker could totally like devour somebody. So like, to me, like, I think like whenever you think about like river, people always think about the surface, man, what's down there. Like what's at the bottom and, and, and what's it mutated into? How many eyes does it got? You know, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Jerry Young uh, says good episode topic. Uh, Are these areas actually triangle in shape or is it just easy to find three spots that we connect that encompass the area? Uh, I think that it's because I I looked into this, that it is just the easiest way. That's like the the fewest points that you need to really kind of like encompass an area. I mean, I guess that they could throw a fourth one on there. I mean, I've seen that sometimes too, but I think that's the reason why these all tend to be, tend to be triangle. That's my best guess. No, I, I think you're absolutely right with that because like with the triangular formation, you only need three points of contact and then you can roughly just say within these boundaries, this is where the nonsense happens. Mm-hmm. But the, as we said with the Dragon's Triangle, those boundaries are always flexing, always shifting. Let's see. Jay the Phoenix says, maybe the methane capsizing boats isn't widely discussed because of the cruise industry. Some people think the Forest Service government doesn't speak up much about missing people because they would hurt tourism industry. 100% agree with you, Jay the Phoenix. I, I, I absolutely do. Love that thought. Love uh, that thought. Absolutely. They pre- I'm 100% with you that they do not want to tell people the dangers of some of these because it would just scare people. Now, I will play devil's advocate on this because of, you know, the yes, it's true that disappearances occur in the triangles, but at the same time, planes do and ships go through them all the time. So the number, like the percentage of them that disappear is still very small. So you're probably right that they happen, but they don't want a few instances to 
to scare people away from from getting on these cruise ships. Ooh, Wanda Cooper actually has a really good one, and I was excited to uh, to bring this one up. And I said, and she says, uh, she says, yeah, there's a mountain, uh, there's a mountain in Arizona that has a triangle, and there's a triangle that's in Nevada and California also. Uh, like areas specifically like in some of the desert and mountainous areas where people tend to go missing as well. Um, I wouldn't, I think that's a hundred, that's true. Uh, I think that it's, uh, I think a lot of those are also in, they're also in national parks, but don't hold me to that yet, but that's my guess. So uh, I would be very, I would be very interested to see, to look into like some of like the thoughts on what might cause people to be disappearing in some of these more um, like deserty areas that where people can't get found. I'd be interested in looking at that. We can always talk to my wife on that one. Yeah, absolutely. She grew up near Phoenix. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where she has repeatedly talked to me about like that, that idea that people would just go, you know, out into the desert and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I mean, granted, we can imagine dehydration. Of course, they just die. And then after severe bleaching of the, from the sun, you know, everything just gets cooked until it crumbles. I mean, I can see, see that happening to a degree. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Something, something kind of eerie about, about the area as well. Something kind of spooky. Absolutely, but again, if we're looking at the national parks. I don't, I don't want to super get into it. The one I, I'm saving for when we do missing four hundred one because me and Vic are going to tackle it. But we've talked about that for a long, long, long time. So that is, that is definitely one that I'm only going to do that we're only going to do together, guys. Yeah. But eventually, we, we we will get there. We will get there because we do have some interesting thoughts on that. So today's episode. I th- me and uh, me and Frank talked about some ide- some different ideas for uh, for this episode. I was trying to come up with some interesting things uh, to talk about, and one of the things that 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 came up when I was looking at some topic ideas, and this isn't even one that me and Vic have ever really talked about, is the disappearing object phenomenon. Like I haven't even talked to Vic on like on on some of his thoughts on this, and. If you're if you're not familiar with the disappearing object phenomenon, you probably actually are. You just didn't know that there was like a legit name for it. Like I didn't know that there was a a name for this in general, you know. And it's weird because a lot of times with the paranormal, like there's whole like there's there's weird phenomenon that have like whole names and fields of study. You would just be surprised. But there's this whole concept talking about where object people will have these stories where either an object that they were recently interacting with that they put that they either put it there all the time like it's in a a particular place where it's supposed to be or they just recently just set it down they turn their back for a minute and they come back to it and it's gone it's not there anymore you know it's not a it's not a case of just miss you know uh just misplacing things it's a you know that you just put it there or it's supposed to be there and it's gone sometimes they come back sometimes they don't and I hand to God had an experience of this today, 15 minutes before the episode. Hand to God. I was getting ready to do the episode with you, Frank. Like I really was. And I went and I'm like, oh crap. Because this is always my fault. Vic always remembers to get the alcohol and I always forget. And I'm like, oh crap, I need to get alcohol. So I, I went to my fridge to see what was in there. 
and I'm searching for it, and I find this bottle of of Brown country, uh, County Winery, uh, the apple wine. Now, for those of you that listen, will probably remember an episode, and I can't remember how long ago this was, but there was an episode in which I was drinking this, and I, I took it to Vic's house, I drank it, and then I brought it back home. And I know that I did, and I put it in the fridge, and I forgot about it. Last week, whenever we recorded our episode, I went to see what alcohol we find. Did not see this. If there was apple wine in the fridge, I guarantee you that's what I would have picked. But I searched that fridge for a good while, trying to see what was in there. And I did not see this wine. I freaked out 15 minutes before the episode. I went back to the fridge, and there it is, staring me in the face, point of day, down to the bottom right corner where we keep all of our alcohol. Freaked the I, hell out of me. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I mean, hate to have the phenomenon happen to you so close to the podcast, but, I mean, what an excellent example to be able to share mm-hmm. with everybody. <laughs> I'm serious. And if people listen to the and people who listen to the podcast you, or or listen to us on a lot on YouTube understand that I, got, I am way, way more skeptical than Vic. And I'm also way better keeping track of my stuff. But that's near that's neither here nor there. And <laughs> I'm like, this really happened. Well Where this alcohol like just was not there last week. And I went to, and it's there. I mean, it's not like this, and it's not like you just casually just get alcohol, but I just casually, near my just casually get alcohol out to do this. Like, and I remember there's the same amount of alcohol in it that was in it when I put it back in, because I remember there was about a glass when I put it back in there, because I remember, because I love this wine that much. Have you ever had that happen to you, where you've had some, where, have you had this phenomenon happen to you before? Oh, God, yeah. Um, I mean, where, like, I mean... As far as, like, recent examples, I mean, trying to think. See, I, I know whenever I, was a, whenever I was a child, it happened all the time. Um, and not because, like, I was a kid and I was careless, but it happened all the time because my mom would actually, she was so accustomed to things disappearing in our home where we lived Um that we regularly would pray to St. Anthony. Now, granted, mm-hmm. we're not Catholic. So I'm not really sure exactly how safe that is to be praying to the saints when you're not Catholic. I don't know. <laughs> but but if I remember correctly, St. Anthony was the finder of lost things. Mm-hmm. And so it was the whole idea that things are known to disappear. So the fact that there's even a saint to actually help you find stuff that's gone kind of tells me that this phenomena, you know, just... Uh, just, it's been around for a while. Um, yeah, it's funny but, how, like, it's funny how a crisis will cause people to just start praying to any divine <laughs> or supernatural. For, for, for like, real. If, and, it's, if it's better, like, if you're, like, a student that's got, like, a, like has lost, like, something really important for your studies, like, you'll, you'll start going through the gap of people relatively quickly. Yeah. And, and, like, granted, there are certain times whenever, like, for example, like I'll unload groceries and I'll be going through it. And and granted, like this phenomenon occurred where I knew I bought it. I actually bought bought three bottles, three bottles of the same same thing, and um it's not alcohol. It was just vitamin D because I'm very white and that vitamin D. Um but but, but uh but I bought three bottles. 
paid for three bottles. It was on the receipt, got home, started unpacking it, two bottles. And I was like, what? And then I was like, man, that's some, that's some shit. And I was like, it's probably out in the car, probably somewhere else. Went and put took the, the vitamins that I did have, put those in the bathroom, came back out to the bag to get the other stuff out of the bag. Third bottle's now in the bag. And I was just like, okay, I guess maybe it got obscured by something in here, but whatever, you know, like there it is. You know, it's, it's, it's so weird to me that how, like, cause you've talked about so much on this podcast about like particular types of paranormal phenomenon that, that happen. Like me and me and like me and Vic talk about this all the time where people will tell me, well, I'm a skeptic, but let me tell you this story. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be something about a ghost or a weird UFO light that they saw. Like it's usually, or it's some sort of a ghost. But like this particular phenomenon is something that happens to way more people than I think that that I even realized when I was looking into it. Like, so common phenomenon this seems to happen up with people, and like I was just. You know, it and it's and it's really like normally when you're when you're doing when you're giving like examples of like of, of like stuff in the paranormal, there's these really like cool like intense stories. But some of these are just so mundane. I mean, it's it's not like it's most of the most of the stories you're ever going to find about this are not just some sort of like oh yeah, I was out of you know I was asleep in my bed and there was a beam of light and I was abducted by aliens, right? Or you know it was out was out in the woods and here's this monster. Like it's just something that's just so mundane usually in your house where like something's not where it's supposed to be and it's super unsettling when this happens to you like it's always like you know like oh like you know i went to find my razor blade i always leave my razor blade on the right of the sink i go it's not there i search for 15 minutes to my house like every my bathroom apart it's not there but then i go back and it's the razor blade sitting there on top of like a white napkin that i did like or a white towel that i didn't put there before my wife was telling me an interesting story about how one time at her work, uh, when she, she worked at the old courthouse here in Evansville and they have keys to their, to their office, like, like this master set of keys. Well, her boss keeps the keys in a particular desk drawer and it's always supposed to be there. And they went missing one day and like every, and she made the entire office tear the, tear the office apart. And, nobody could find where these keys went to and like they don't they couldn't and then come to find out 15 minutes later like they just literally just open the drawer and the keys are literally just sitting there in the drawer like right when you open it like just right down on top of the junk like it was just it, mm -hmm. it's just it, there's so many cases of this but this has just happened to everybody yep yeah. i mean whenever i was like looking up stuff on this you know disappearing object phenomenon um and i love that the abbreviation online is dop um yeah it's it's, it's called the dop effect or even the doppler yeah. effect which you know not to be confused with the, with the you know the, the 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 other type of doppler doppler effect which is like sound sounding differently whether or not it's closer to you or farther away like with an ambulance it sounds different as it's farther away but as it gets closer the sound waves bunch up so it sounds differently to you yeah not that kind of doppler and that's it was kind of cool because uh listening to some of the stories people would like put down stuff and 
you're right. It's very trivial things like missing razors or keys that went missing or you couldn't find the remote. And it's stuff that people are like, eh, probably just, probably just misplaced it. Eh, you probably just, you know, you know, you'll find it. And, and one of the, one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that you want to know what really grinds my gears but it's whenever you're looking for something and people will be like, it's probably in the last place you'll ever look. And I'm like, for real? Because I'm going to stop looking for it once I find it? Or should I just keep looking for it after I find it? Or they're like, retrace your steps. Retrace your steps. <laughs> Excuse no. me while I break out my, like, you know, what is it, coonskin cap and old musket and start like following the grass trails and all that stuff. You're trying to try, trying to trying to cock crocodile do this, trying to track it down. <laughs> you know, the, you know the funny thing that I that I found about researching these stories, and and I'm you know you know me, I'm I'm like really like I'm a stickler for details. I always think I always say that there's probably parts to a story that people leave out. I'm always convinced of this. There's usually some aspect of it that, that sometimes people leave out. How many times do you think that this particular situation has happened to people? Not one story involved some sort of dad or mom literally yelling, well, I know I didn't lose it. <laughs> Yelled at their kids. How many for times real. does that happen to people listening to this where your mom or dad goes looking for something? They can't find it, so they yell at you because they assume that somebody else had to have been responsible, and they're like, I didn't lose it. I know I didn't do it. Yeah. Always excluded from these stories, every single, and I know that it happens way yeah. more than it's going on in these stories. Absolutely, I mean, tell like, me I'm tell me, I'm no, lying. no, I'm, I, I guarantee it. Like, some, some, somebody's, they don't even say, you know, or they might, they might just like, don't even assume that they lost it. They might just like look inside a drawer, something's gone. They shut the drawer. They walk up to their kid. Where is it? Where's what? Don't lie to me. Where is it? You know, and they just like snatch them up. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I always hate how they're like, "Well, I know I didn't lose it," and I'm like, "You left me at a Walmart. <laughs> I can drove away before." Like, I mean, like that's that's definitely something that's happened. Like, I know that's actually happened. Like, my parent, my dad took me went to a gas station one time. He got back in the car and then drove off and left me there. And I'm like, "Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it was only like for like a minute." He's like, he stopped the car. He's like, "Oops." <laughs> I'm like, "Don't tell me that you wouldn't accidentally lose something," yeah. and just you know, it's. Oh no, I, I can relate to that. My grandma left me in a church basement once. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. like drove off, went off, and did errands. Oh, absolutely. Everything was like, shut down. I didn't know how to get out. Oh yeah, like like. <laughs> well, this is okay. <laughs> Something that I think that was hard for me to to wrap to wrap my mind around because you know. Uh, there was a, a a guy that and and I think we ended up we ended up when we were talking about for the show we were talking about how uh, we both listened to this guy. There's a, a doctor, uh, Tony Jinks. Yeah, and he yeah. puts out this book uh, called Disappearing Object Phenomenon, where he he looked into this phenomenon, and uh, it's a cool book. I, people should absolutely check it out. And he's even got a really cool lecture where he talks about the stuff that he does in his book, and he he goes through. He goes through uh, like his stuff of saying about why he doesn't necessarily. I would think that all of it is is necessarily people like for just forgetting what they're doing. But the whole time he's talking about some of this stuff, it it, it made me think about like people's uh, 
like like the human memory is one of the worst is is, is just not good like we don't we're not as good as remembering things as we think we are i mean we're as good as the last time we remembered it yeah like let me like let me like or realizing like the concept like i'm gonna ask you right now uh how long have we been recording for oh i have no idea yeah see like you know yeah uh, you know, or how many times have you blinked in this in, in during during our talk? Why would I pay attention to that? Yeah, why do you, <laughs> you know, it's or how many times how many times have you taken a sip of your whiskey? See, these are like that's Not my enough. point. Like when you when you really start to think about these sorts of things about how much we do. We've been talking, I think, going on for about twenty five minutes. Uh, like just during, not necessarily in the episode, but like just in general. Yeah, about that long, and like the amount of things that we've done in this time frame that we could not remember, right? And I'm just throwing that out there. Like, this isn't to say like you know you like you're just absent-minded. Like, like our perception of time and just you know like you know it's like you know like a wash pot never boils, or when we're doing something we enjoy, time passes really quickly, or things like that, or when we're doing something that's boring, time drag, like that things can happen, like you know. I don't think necessarily all the time that necessarily it's that we're absent-minded like it's a bad thing. It's just we might not just be being meticulously careful of of what we're do of what we're doing. Okay. Well, and and so it sounds like so since we're putting our skeptical foots forward, like <laughs> I'll agree with you. No, no, I'm I'm with you. Like yeah. as as me being forward, uh, 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 out. yeah. Put it in and shake it all about yeah yeah for real I, I mean oh I'll do the conspiracy hokey pokey with you because like like I mean to me like that's that's what it's all about like for me analysis of understanding what I am seeing is probably not exactly what's actually occurring and there's yeah. that, that's that's totally that's totally fine that's totally yeah. acceptable but well, people yeah people might not even remember that they that they that they did something yeah, yeah. but but skeptical foot uh, forward like I said. Um, coming at it from the, the, you know, my education, my experience in life, my first thought is altered states of consciousness. How many times have you driven and you don't remember the drive? You don't remember oh, yeah. stoplights. You, 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 yeah. You don't remember the interactions. You don't remember if you pass people or not. You know, you just, you suddenly right. come to the realization, oh, I'm at my destination. And I mean, could things have happened? Absolutely. Right. Um, the uh, what is it? Um, the the attention uh, focus bias thing that they do, where like the 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 dude in the gorilla suit walks by. Like you're so busy trying to count everything that's going on, you don't right, notice right, that right. the 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 gorilla walks by. So, um, I, and granted, that only happens. I th I think that dude even brings it up in that lecture, you know, about that. So I mean, like we have to we have to understand, is this a foolproof system? No, but what, um, but but what that guy actually was speaking about um, in his book um, is uh, uh, Jinx, right? Yeah, yeah. So so like like what what Jinx was talking about though is that he took all those ones that were basically weak, and he threw them out. Like he actually vetted them. He did a lot. He talked to a lot. It was highly time consuming. So the ones he actually got were ones that sounded actually for real, that actually sounded, okay, no, this person actually does sound like that they 
you know, they weren't hitting the bottle too hard. You know, they're not like close to like Alzheimer's dementia type range. It doesn't right. sound, you know, it, it, and it wasn't like, uh, one of the things he actually mentioned was, uh, that the memory recall was rather, uh, frequent. It was within like a month or so. Like it wasn't like right. years of falsely remembering this stuff. It was like, no, that just happened. Like it just happened. Now, granted, that's one of the reasons why eyewitness testimony isn't exactly taken in court and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, still, I, I think, um, on, from a skeptical note, like this phenomenon takes a lot of flack. Right. It, it does. And, and here, man, like the stuff that I was just talking about is the stuff that I don't think comes up as a possible explanation. I don't, I probably should have saved that part of the left. Don't guys, guys, we're going to get to some of the more, like fun, interesting, like just way out there theories. We're getting there. It's just this just jumped out at me just really quickly because I was I was I was listening to this particular lecture this morning from Jinx and so Dr. Jinx, and that's why it just it jumped up because that was my biggest critique of the whole thing. And this was just something that 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 he does not talk about, and I don't think he brings this up in his book either. When I was looking at when I was looking at excerpts from it, was how like the the human brain cannot handle, like, just not knowing something. Like, we can't handle the kind. We just we we need to see patterns of the thing. You know, that's why you know there's this whole concept of where we see faces and things called pareidolia. That they call it. You know, that's like that's why when you look at clouds, you think that they look like something. That it's a rabbit, a star, a, you know, a ship or something. You know, that's that's why we do that. Or all the way up to the extreme examples of why people see jesus and toast and you have jesus you know jesus toast crunch like <laughs> like like you have to like you have stuff like we can't handle that i'm not so eating like, that cereal. <laughs> imagine yourself in imagine yourself in a situation where you're dealing with the disappearing object phenomenon where you go to you know to go where you get your keys from the bowl where they're supposed to be which is a common one that i've heard from people you know in the stories where you go to your keys they're not there you search everywhere you know that you just put the keys there and you know you find them 15 minutes later you know um in a place where they're not supposed to be and you're like i don't know how that they got there you know if if you didn't remember putting them there because of you know just you know not remembering all the actions you did within the last hour and your mind's racing because it's in stress it's sorry it's trying to put everything together it's like no 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 i did not put those there there's no way like you've concrete made the short like in your head i think of like that's why and it freaks people out and it creates more, now I'm not saying not all of these are like that. Like what? Because you know, y'all heard my story from the beginning of this. There was this freaking apple wine to be there. I'm saying some of them, but that's what happens. I think that people just create this concrete story in their head because they can't handle not knowing. Like I know that that was in the the bowl, and now I'm freaked out because I can't find them and they should be there. Even though you may have moved them and you and you don't realize it, but the more you're freaking out, the more you're just solidifying in your mind of no, I did. I, it wasn't me that moved it. But maybe you did. Does that make sense? Am I, no. am I Mark? Maybe. No, I, I, I think it makes. I think it makes a lot of sense because, like, for a lot of people, they can. Um, it'd be kind of like implanting a false memory, or hmm. recalling a memory of Absolutely. when you put it in a certain location, because that's what you've done hundreds of times before, and so you think, well, where are my keys? What? Where have you put your keys twelve hundred times? you know, on that same right. desk, on that same bowl. 
So the one day where your hands were full and there was a fly that got in your face and you kind of swatted at it. And so you threw the keys on the kitchen table and then you, you come in <laughs> right. and then, you know, it's like, you don't think about that. You just think my keys should be in the bowl. And so you're looking all around, not even realizing they're on the kitchen table. So, I mean, like, no, I, I think exactly what you're describing can be um, a good counter argument for skepticism because, um, I I uh, I like how this theory, how how the disappearing ph um, object phenomenon theory can, um, or or you know, as as far as like where you see it, it can be worked into a lot of different paranormal aspects. There's a lot of really cool ways that we can actually explain or uh, identify things where this occurs, and. And I hope we get time to get into all that because, like, like I think that that's a really cool one. But, but as far as having skepticism for it, um, I do, I do agree with you. You need to come at this first and realize this is not going to be all cases. So, whenever this guy actually writes this book and he writes down that he had three hundred and eighty-five cases mm -hmm. that he vetted, understand that those are legit cases, not like we can easily write this off as eh, you just you just remembered it wrong <laughs> so the the thing that i loved about his the thing that i loved about his 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 lecture and and the research that he does was he he did he did one of my favorite like if i was him this is what i would have done where he looked at the types of objects that were disappearing like he tried to like quantify because that's a big part guys right like like the skeptics do like that's the biggest critique right oh you guys don't have a whole lot of empirical evidence well that's what jinx dr jinx does is he decides to create that like create, but like he decides to 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 empirically study this and one of the things he does was he looks at what what is disappearing like uh, what what are the types of objects that does and I thought that it was really interesting was that the 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 number the types the top three objects or the, uh, that that seemed to disappear was food that was number one you didn't find that weird like it was food jewelry and clothes yeah food to me was one of those ones where um and it, and it's so because again that's what happened to me this morning. <laughs> yeah. It was my particular and it was it was freaky to me when that happened. Was like, you know, that I you know, I I honestly when I looked at that, I thought that it was going to be something more like a like a household item which is like I think is either an e it's either number 3 or it's like equal like right at 4. But like it was food. That was the number one thing that when you looked at these studies that seemed to disappear from people. Do you have any thoughts about, why, about why that is, though? Well, that's that. That's the thing, though, is that um, only reason that would make sense that something's stealing food is because it needs to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like you know, whenever you think about now, this gets into like okay, so we need to explain disappearing object phenomenon. This is not implying food that reappears. Okay, like like you know, it's like if you're you know, you had your apple, you put it on the table. You turned around, it's gone, you know, five hours later, it reappears, you know, but it's on the, you know, kitchen bar, 
or kitchen counter or whatever. That's not what I'm getting at. But but it's like if food just ups and goes away, like whole food, no crumbs, no trays, nothing. Something tells me like it's the it's the idea that okay, something needs to eat, which terrifies me because okay, whenever you see the reports where people are saying that they're haunted, and it's like you know the example of like uh, like oh my old relative is just playing tricks on me or you know grandma does that all the time where she'll say that she'll say like uh, that my grandfather is is visiting her doing stuff and and he's taking his cut you know yeah getting a piece yeah And, and i mean so i'm gonna assume that those who are dead do not need to eat you know i i i'm wondering too if that's more because one of the biggest um explanations for the disappearing object phenomenon is the borrower the borrower explanation where the person like the person comes into your house they'll they'll move they'll mess with your stuff and then they won't tell you <laughs> then either they put it back or they just never tell you because they're they're afraid of getting, getting upset like if vic right now came and he was well if vic was on the episode i guarantee you he would be doing the he would be doing the and, I, and I'm telling you, this happens all the time. My diet soda disappears all the time in my house. You know, I've been secretly, you know, drinking. Well, I mean, secretly like drinking all of his diet soda at his house all the time when he's not there. You know, you know, when he's not paying attention. <laughs> right, right. And, 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 and he's like, and he's like, why is this just disappearing so much? Well, I have no idea. And to me, that just makes me think of that dang episode of Family Guy where. Mayor Adam West is trying to find out where all the water's going. Yeah. <laughs> just pours it on the plant. When I pour it on there, it just goes away. Who's stealing my water? Or if you have like teenagers or if you have kids and mom and dad, who I, I always find it really funny when they're like telling their story. And they're like, oh, yeah, like it was, you know, I had this, you know, uh, bur- I had this burrito, this ice cream in the freezer. And then just, you know, it was there. Then the next, 10 minutes later, it, it just wasn't there. And they're always explaining it calmly. When you know really deep down, our mom and dads are literally coming out looking like a Street Fighter character ready to fight, being like, who ate the ice cream? Like, you know, and who's what kid or, or roommate's going to admit to that when you're freaking out like that? Who wants to admit to that? I'm just I'm just saying. But but I but but what I will say, though, in defense of this, because there are examples of this that happen where the person lives alone. Like Jinx had a lot of people in his study that lived by themselves and still had this phenomenon of their food disappearing. Right. You know, now granted, you're going to forget where you, maybe you placed your keys, but I don't think you're going to forget necessarily, you know, an apple you ate within the same, you know, within a really short time or eggs or, you know, or something like that. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's the borrow explanation is not going to be as, easy to explain is you know when it's happening in the moment when you live by yourself oh so you're not borrowing food i mean like if something actually takes food and then it comes back later Mm -hmm. but it's untouched like like no bites out of it or nothing like that Mm -hmm. mm -mm. like i'd be checking that sucker for like syringe marks like i'd be looking that sucker (laughs) over making sure Be like, absolutely. Like, is there something in this? Like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a bite, then I'm gonna wake up in a bathtub full of ice, missing a kidney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mm -mm. yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm, and I, 
you know, and I and I, and I laugh and I jest, but I think one of the this, the reasons about why this phenomenon is so scary to a lot of people that that is not talked about with this phenomenon is the reason why why it's so scary is how in your home you know and 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 you know things are supposed to be where they are if there's a if something comes in and just and disrupts that there's a huge sense of insecurity that comes about you from that yeah. you know it's like imagine um it's like you know my wife and i talked about this a lot like our home was broken into a couple years ago and you know the when you know they broke in they stole a tv they stole my xbox bunch of games you know some jewelry and things like that and you know it's like almost like three four years later and we're still just you know you know very freaked out sometimes about that because you know if you feel like something is coming into your home and it's messing with your stuff you know that's a that insecure that insecurity this is where you're supposed to be safe this is base you know this is where you're supposed to, you know, this is where things are supposed to be okay. And, and, and I think this phenomenon disrupts that. Yeah. And then whenever you try to make like rational explanations of, well, it happens to everybody. That doesn't make you feel any better. Like you said, it's, it's, no, it doesn't. It's, it's your, it's your stuff. So like the things that turn up missing, like you went through that list, um, talking about the different items. Um, observation I had there was, you know, it's, it's all small things. It's always, it's always, it's always something light. It's always something small. It's not like, you know, this, th- this particular phenomenon happens with, um, large objects, like what extremely large objects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> You're going to come over your house. Is yeah. Driving to my driveway and the house is missing. It's not yeah. like that. It, it, um, and so it, it's not that, that beam of light, you know, like abduction thing. It's not like there's remnants you know, like, like a trail that shows where the thing went. It's just, it suddenly is gone. And some of the stuff that I thought was really cool as far as um, theories as to why this happens is um, one of the big ones was if, uh, and um, Jinx actually kind of combats that a little bit, I think, in, in that presentation, but um, he actually talks about the idea of like the psychic phenomenon that of being able to have the the psychic ability to move things in our reality, but it's not a trained skill. And and I think that that's an interesting take on that. Is that like maybe you're underneath a lot of stress, you're dealing with something. And you're just really pissed off because you really don't want to go to work. Maybe maybe you're just like, man, I do not want to go to work today. So your brain's like, cool, we're going to move the keys. And then you're like, I can't find my damn keys. I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like he talked, like he, and I think this is, and, and to be fair with the, with the skeptic argument, like against, against this phenomenon is, with Jinx, he's talking about, oh, yeah, everybody's really rational. Well, I don't know if he really takes into consideration, like, when the time this is happening, whether or not how stressed out or how emotional people were being in that. Absolutely. Yes, me and you can be very cool, calm, and rational people we're talking now, but when we're upset, we're not rational. We lose that, we lose that rationality. We get upset. Mm-hmm. Missing time is a huge 
huge thing when you're emo when you're emotional like you like you know and like you're, you know you're, you know it's like that meme where people are like you know like i'm stressed out i gotta you know do mom but all i've got a bunch of time and then like you know it's like oh you blink and then it's like 10 about 10 hours later and you now you gotta go to sleep like that's a thing and that can happen where you can be stressed out not remember what's going on with your stuff mess with your stuff and now stuff's displaced and then that then the disappearing object phenomenon happens but then when you're trying to explain it like maybe in his study later yeah you're going to be cool calm and collected then and it's gonna i think it's gonna be skew your data but that's just me but one of the fun exponent uh one of the things that he talked about in his book and this is something that i think is is lumped in when he talks about objects reappearing and this wasn't something that um i really thought about looking at this phenomenon when he talks about like he looked at objects too about objects that appear out of nowhere and he talks about this guy named martin like with an egg because this has happened to some people where an object that's not supposed to be there is just there now like he martin was a person that lived with his roommates he's trying to make food he opens his fridge he needs eggs there's no eggs right he's like crap well i don't understand what's going on I, you know like why there's no eggs oh, maybe my roommates ate them and then he turns around where he was doing his prep work and there's an egg sitting on the table where that's half where we're now an object that's not supposed to be there and this is something that's really weird because like i this is he looked at like objects that appeared and um out of nowhere and it followed a similar pattern of the objects that would disappear and reappear, where you see things like um, like household items, food, things like that. But money was the number one. That was that was the one that shocked me. I'm like, first off, if we're capable of just conjuring money out of flipping yeah. air, man, I like think I would have done that a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, and that was the weird because if you looked at like when he looked at his data. And he looks at the objects that people that report disappearing and then reappearing. Money wasn't even the top five. But when you look at objects that just that just appear when they're not supposed to be there, money is number one. And he's even had instances where like people report having like he, they hear a sound, like they're 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 by themselves and they hear like a ting or a ching sound in the throne, and there's money that's there, like either some coins or. Um, Maybe they maybe they heard of, like fall and then they find some cash or something. It's really and that was really, really interesting. Cash in a money clip. Yeah, that that, 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 that people have found and that's yeah. that's weird. It's you know, it's, and, it's one of those things though that I think um, it probably shocks you whenever it's a item that's not supposed to be there, but then it's also an item that you're all like. Where did this come from? Yeah. So, like, like for example, whenever I go out in my backyard and I'm like cleaning up sticks and stuff, getting ready, you know, getting the yard ready to be mowed. And if I'm picking up sticks and then all of a sudden I see like, you know, I don't know, like a Taco Bell bag or some crap, and I'm like, where the hell did this come from? There's not a Taco Bell around here for like 30 something miles. Like, where the hell's where's the hell this bag come from? That doesn't bother me as much because I'm just like, I don't want this Taco Bell bag. Why, you know, that's not important to me. But if I went out there and there was like a brick of gold or something like that, I'd be like, wait a second. Like, like, where did this come from? You know, because like, that's actually something of value to me. So that's going to actually register more as a memory. You're actually going to, you're going to focus more on that one because that one meant something to you. You don't like, and I, I, I loved one of the theories that he brings up, but I mean, cause it's a, cause 
when he when he when he when he because he brings this up. This pops up a lot more than when like Dr. Jinks brings this up. I think a lot more than other people when they're just talking about the disappearing phenomenon because there's the reappearing phenomenon, like they just where stuff just pops up. And when he brings them together, it creates this really weird thought of what if the phenomenon, the, the disappearing object phenomenon, is explaining the re because sometimes stuff doesn't come back explains the reappearing phenomenon right like you know there's this whole idea that matter can't be destroyed it can only be transferred so like something disappear might you know something disappears from my house and then it appears at your house yeah so like and he kind of talked about that one as like the theory of equal exchange yeah. with objects disappearing and then reappearing it's it's almost well, like something something traded with you now yeah. this to me makes me think of like okay maybe i play a little bit too much video games i don't know but like anytime you're into something like world of warcraft or something like that and then this like there's always that one weird character or like any game you play where the one thing they want to trade with you is something that you find to be completely worthless yeah. and then they they'll yeah. give you the most random stuff but it's something you you normally collect and get a lot of throughout a game or something like that and then you trade it to them and then they they really they really treasure it so it's like what if majority of the stuff they end up taking is stuff you never even noticed that they were taking until yeah. they actually take something that you actually did want and then, yeah. and then, and then you're like wait a second but that's that what was my, that was my lunch yeah. <laughs> but dr jinx talked about that he looked at like how the how significant is the object to you right right and one of the weird things that that pops up is it's 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 rarely ever the very significant item not as much as you think it tends to be more of like i think he like put it as like i think he writes it as like significant important uh, sort of important like neutral like and he goes and he kind of goes like that and he found that it was like medium to low which was typically was always the value that people put on the object that disappears right. and i thought that was super that was super weird was the value that you put into an object seemed to affect what would disappear from you you know that it was it's it's not my you know it's not my grandfather's statue that i have sitting in my living room that's always there it's like you know it, you know it's like my it's like my razor or it's my car keys but yeah car keys are they're important but they're not like that i don't i don't value them as much as that you know if i if i was going to save them and i'm bur in a burning building what am i going to what am i gonna rest i would rather rescue my grandfather's statue he had than you know little miniature thing statue that he had than these car keys you know i'm not going to run back in for that um and that affected that and i thought that was super super interesting um when he when he was when he when he was looking at that because he this whole idea of dimension slips you know that or or there's something going it's either like dimension slips or stuff's coming from it's it's like going from one dimension then it's coming back to it you know then it's coming back or there's a glitch in the matrix you know you know our community uh, you know our uh, our simulation blinks <laughs> because it, it changed something and all of a sudden like it like moves one object to another yeah and, you know, and you've you've seen that in like in video games where your character is one place, all of a sudden it glitches, and then you're like thirty feet forward, right? Or it, like issues where, um, oh, what was that? Um, 
it was uh, the movie Dogma by mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. And the guy like holds, I think, I think it was Dogma, but he was like, you know, what are you going to do with that fish? And he like says the word fish and then the guy's like holding a fish. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's Dogma. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, that's it the, is. But, um, but what was like really wild about that whole scene is the idea that like an object that you're holding on to could possibly be transferred into something else. Like, like, you know, that the object permanence doesn't actually exist. Um, that to me was something that kind of, kind of rattled me the the idea that like, there might be like, what, like consider deities and, legends of 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 different types of um you know like monsters and mythos that they can actually distort objects or change things out of other things and like something that kind of i don't know um struck a chord with me with that it's just that idea that like okay well could it be that you know, that idea of, um, I don't know, I, I guess like thinking about like, if you believe in like, say something like destiny, if you believe that the world is supposed to happen a certain way every single time, or, um, or you believe that somebody's trying to rewrite history, what if the way that they make certain things happen is by literally stalling you by whenever you're not paying attention, they just pluck your car keys away or they just, they just pluck something away from you and they stall you just enough to make sure that you don't leave the house at a certain time. Because if you had something would have happened to you or some, some sort of other butterfly effect thing would have, would have occurred. So it's like these small little hiccups guarantee situational um placement where we're supposed to be as it is in the universe and i know oh, that's man. getting really deep but i mean it's getting deep like is the universe trying to keep you in a particular place that's why your car keys go, you know exactly you know yeah I, I, but I, I find the reason why I, I i find that odd though is like the number one object is food yeah you know, I don't really, I don't know how like that impacts your. De- I don't know if that, I don't know how that would really impact your destiny, or uh, or or. I guess, I mean, I unless like I guess unless it's just delaying the the time that it takes for you to complete the task. I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Minutes and seconds. That's all I'm saying. Over a course of a lifetime. And it can enough, matter. You know, they uh, can. Yeah, like just enough, just enough to keep certain things from occurring. So I'm not yeah. saying that it's like critical. But it's like small stuff and stuff mm-hmm. that might still get brought back. Like you said, it gets replaced. The The trading theory to me is still so bizarre um, because then that makes me think of things like fairies, like fey folk or little goblins or something yeah. like that. And they're thinking, oh, thank you. Thank you for this wonderful thing here. Here, this is my most prized possession, a random button. Yeah, the, And they just kind of like slide that on the table and it's like, I don't want that button. Yeah, that was that was a, another theory too. But the theory that whenever it puts like a a particular supernatural entity, it's always poltergeist. That's the number one. That's the popular theory that they explain, like some sort of like mischievous yeah. spirit that's messing with you in some sort of way that's causing you to like lose your car keys just because it's deciding to be a dick. 
you know, and is doing that. And something that, that, that was really interesting, I thought it was cool, was one of my first, um, I guess, um, introductions to supernatural entities was when I was in college. Uh, and it was when I was a sophomore in college and I was living in an apartment. It was one bedroom apartment, but I had like seven other guys that was living with me because <laughs> I was a nice guy and people just needed a place to stay. So I had like, I had um, a friend that was two friends that were living with me that had been friends before. And I, I don't particularly remember what went missing. Uh, I, I still, to this day, I can't remember. But what was really weird was when I said, hey, this is weird stuff's getting misplaced. One, my friend Charles looked at my friend Jesse and said, oh, no, it's a bogey. I think he said bogey. And I'm like, and then they started, like, talking out loud to bogey. Are you there? I swear this happens. And I'm like, I'm freaked out because I think these guys are weird. And I don't know what's going on. And then they explained to me that bogey was a brownie. I don't know if you're familiar with that particular. It's a it's a Scottish type of thing, goblin imp in some sort of way. Uh, they tend to be, I don't know, gnomes. Think gnome sized. You know, a lot of times that's how they're described. Generally darker complected, sometimes hairy, sometimes they're naked, sometimes they're wearing clothes, usually rags, and they literally just move your stuff around, or they steal your stuff just to be pranksters. And they're like, oh, you've got, you know, he he came with us from our previous house, our previous apartment we were at. And I'm like, what is the, and I'm like, and they genuinely believe this, genuinely believe this. And they were explaining that was why stuff was going missing. Fun fact, though, uh, what I learned, though, about how to get rid of brownies um, is they have a very, there's three ways, there's three ways to get rid of them. One Apparently is the old is the old superstitious way, which is you leave milk or cream out, specifically by a fire or a hearth, like something like that. Two, which will make them happy and go away. Or two is to give them clothes, which apparently pisses them off and makes them leave. Or three is to try to baptize them. <laughs> and then they get super offended if they leave. <laughs> And that and that gets rid of them. Interesting. And I thought that was it was so it was so weird. That was actually probably one of the first times. It was one of my very first like time that I'd ever been exposed to somebody talking about. Cause I had a very got a very Catholic upbringing. It was the very first time that I'd ever heard of anything supernatural entity related. Mm. Well, I mean, that idea, you know, like like like. Like whenever I was, you know, in undergrad and I had stuff turn up missing, I just assumed that everybody drank a little bit too much and somebody thought something was theirs and took it home with them or something. You know, I never really thought about the idea of actually something disappearing because there was something in the house. But I mean, you know, whenever you look at the phenomena of, um, that, that's out there, um, there's actually a lot of cultural stuff about that. There's actually a lot of stuff about like certain spirits or certain um, creatures actually uh, taking things, not just to prank people, but sometimes as payment mm -hmm. 
mm. like like for things like that. And and I and I will say that like that part kind of weirds me out a little bit because like I'll be honest, like I love watching like like films that are like here here's here's a video of of Bigfoot or here here's a video of a ghost. I always get weirded out and I don't know why when people are like here's a video of a fairy. Like that always kind of weirds me out because I'm all like that's not one that's really talked about a lot. That's not like in my no. opinion taken seriously enough that that people actually like make videos enough of it. Is whenever you see something like that I'm always like that's that's kind of creepy. Like like that's a that's a little little eerie to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, it's weird when you when more more a lot of very like mainstream like westernized minds very much have a because I was the same way. I had a very hard time wrapping my mind around this idea of that fairies or something could be messing with my stuff. But I mean, some people do take that very seriously, you know, um, you know, and they do. And I, I, I don't know. I. <laughs> I, I always I, I I always tell people when they're when it comes when it comes to their home like they, I I would not I would I would probably be more freaked out by fairies or poltergeists coming into my house than there being these just weird dimensional slips I don't I just don't know why like it just freaks me maybe it's the well, just home invader thing and 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 I think that's I think why it's I. I legitimately think that's why, because like dimensional slips, like the idea that we live in, and I, and I like that, uh, I can't remember if it was Jinx that brought it up or if it was one of the other readings that I looked at, but somebody brought up this idea that we can't really live in parallel realities because parallel means they don't intersect. So we have to live in multiple realities that are actually meshing over one another. Oh, which yeah, then means, yeah. which which to me then means that helps explain the idea of the uh, uh, Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Why would you encounter people who believe things differently than you do? Well, maybe your work constantly phasing and shifting out of these realities, like all the time. Like, mm -hmm. like may maybe we're always like our our perception, our ability to see certain planes of existence. Oh, Which yeah. then again brings it's into ideas it's on it's the it's items in them than of themselves. How do we perceive the item? Oh man, it gets it, it gets so bad. Like, I don't know if it's better. It just gets so complicated. So it does. The, when you think about that, it's like it's like you know your thoughts, your actions create these weird like multi different dimensions, like an infinite number of just dimensions and stuff, but they're all oversyncing with each other in some sort of way, and yep. they're they're that they're connected and we could be like entering in and out of these things. I, you know, it's just, Oh, it gives, it gives me a headache when I, it gives me a headache when I think about it, but as a way of trying to explain why you have things like, you know, why you have like the Mandela effect or why you have glitches in the matrix or why, yeah. you know, we see certain things for a minute and then they're not there. Like the lights in the sky, then they disappear. Like it just, it, it creates this whole weird, this whole weird, a whole episode by the way, in and of itself. But, um, I'm, I want to wrap up talking about uh, one last thing of the disappearing object phenomenon that Jinx talked about, but it didn't get wholeheartedly in it, but I wanted to make sure I saved a little bit of time before I get to some of our final thoughts. 
So I think we've covered pretty much every explanation over the course of our talk. Uh, is the replacement phenomenon that happens, which doesn't happen as often, but I'm very interested in, and I'm very interested in stories of those, where a person has an object, but then it, they turn around and it's replaced by another object. The example that uh, Jinx uses in his, in his lecture, in his book, is he talks about a woman who had a school book, I think was was. was Oh. And then it's like in the bag, and then she takes it out of the bag, and then it's a completely different book. Well, it was a library. She went to the library. library. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. She, she, she rented library. a bunch of library books. She knows what books she picked out to rent because she checked them out. And then she that's gets right. on the bus, peeks into the bag while she's riding the bus home, and one of the books is not in there, and instead it's been replaced by a different book all entirely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, like. Stuff like that, to me, it's kind of weird, but it's like, okay, like, you know how we live in an age of cancel culture? Mm -hmm. So, like, certain information gets out there, people are like, no, 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 we don't want that out there, we're going to silence that, we're going to keep that from happening. What if reality started doing that? <laughs> like, reality starts determining that you're not allowed to have that. Boom, and it just shifts it into something else, like 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 it's something just, else just, that you're. Yeah, reality is canceling books. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a couple of them out there. It probably should, I suppose, but <laughs> but the, but the idea though, like whenever, whenever that was being described, I was like, okay, we we can we can argue that maybe the for some reason the li the, the librarian checking out the the person thought it'd be funny to scan, swipe their book, drop it in a bucket next to them, pick out a book that they really wanted them to read and slipped it into their bag as a replacement. Oh yeah. Well, or I, or how many times do you think that maybe that, that some people like this happens at the grocery store, maybe where there's oh, like, yeah. you, know, you know, the wife picks up raisin bran and the husband's like, lucky charms. Yeah. Yeah. For like, real. I have no idea. <laughs> Where did that come from? Like you put a razor bread. I guess we only have Lucky Charms. I guess it's what we're gonna eat. You know, it's just I'm wondering if that's sometime maybe what's going on. You know, well, but to actually say like it's something like I don't know. I guess the idea would be that you got something like I actually, I actually think I have an example of this one. So I remember going shopping, th this was years ago, but I went shopping and I was buying shotgun shells and I was going to go and I was just buying target shot because I, I, I got a new shotgun and I was wanting to test it out. So I was buying a whole bunch of shells for it. And I went to like, like if you've ever gone and bought ammunition, you typically have a lot of the same boxes, like all in the same spot. Like, like they just kind of do end caps that way or they, they have like sections that you buy in the shelves like that, mm -hmm. but different grades of ammo, like different gauges, they're not normally located like all together. They're normally like sectioned in different spots. So you like you, you might occasionally grab a, a certain box, but pr pretty often, like whenever you grab something, you, you read it, you know what you're looking for because 
certain calibers and stuff, like you don't want to mix up your ammo. You want to know what you're paying attention to. You're, you're reading it. So I remember I bought three uh, boxes that were actually tri-packs. They actually had three boxes within one box mm-hmm. for ammo. And I was buying for 12-gauge. And when I got home, one of them was 20-gauge. And I was like, well, that's messed up. So I looked at my receipt. No 20-gauge. It said 312-gauge. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to return this. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was all like, damn cashier, rang up one box, boop, 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 you know, and didn't, like, look at it. So I don't have any track record of it being a 20-gauge. But now that we're talking about this, it kind of makes me wonder. I'm all like, I don't know. Maybe the universe was just like, you know, we really hate you today, man, and we're gonna we're gonna deprive you of <laughs> a box of ammo that you can use, <laughs> something like, like that. It's like, yeah, you don't want that. This is what you really want to be a this, real man. Yeah, <laughs> real well, real man by this type of bullet. First off, twenty gauge is like like the size of your pinky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an itty bitty little shell. Or, or, so. or you know, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so we're we're gonna attend. So, what do you? I want to get your thoughts. What do you, what do you think that it is? What do you think that's causing the the disappearing object phenomenon? Well, I know a lot of people subscribe to ghosts. They want to say that the paranormal because ghosts are teasing them. But I think that ghosts would come with extra phenomena. You would see other things happening in the house as well. So I can't say it's ghosts. As much as I would love to believe that it's always going to be, um, you know, gremlins or goblins or fairies, I feel like that those cases would actually be kind of sparse. Um, And that what a majority of these cases are is the reality shifting. Um, I I really do. I, I think it's the idea of that that multiverse kind of theory thing where things just kind of, you know, phase in and out depending on where, like, almost like they have a certain charge, you know, like if if the item has enough energy, it can slip in and out for a second or two, but only if it has that level of charge, you know, and then once it does the slip, it comes back or it does the slip and then somebody else interacts with it. And then it, changes the charge altogether so then you don't get it back and they trade you back something weird like a wildfire or something (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that my biggest critique uh of of jinx and his again he's the probably the best person that's put any forth any sort of data on this so far within the last couple years and we're gonna put um i'm gonna put the the link to that lecture below uh, as well as the title of his book, but which I think you guys should check out. I I, I think human. I th- I think human memory. I think I think misremembering is probably more common. I think than than people are giving this credit for. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that it's. I don't think it's a reflection of anybody's character. I don't think it's a reflection of. Of anything that's wrong with them in any sort of a way because nobody wants to feel crazy or that's something I don't think that's the case. 
I, I just think that, you know, human memory is already sketchy at best. And when you put undue stress on it, I think it's only going to affect it more. And I, so I, I think that ends up explaining a lot more of this phenomenon than people give it credit for. That being said, <laughs> the caveat, I'm in the same camp with you, is I do think there are examples, by the way, I'm going to throw it again, the apple wine situation that happened right. before the episode here. I think that you could be right, that there could be something going on with the reality where things are coming in and out. There's a whole lot of other things that come into that. I watched one person explaining that, you know, if you think of the Mandala effect, if you think of people like the man from Torrid, like that story that, you know, me and Vic have done before, um, you know, or, or people that have, you know, slipped through time or they've slipped or they've, you know, they claim they're from a different type of reality or things like that. Um, other types of witches in the Matrix. I, I, I think there is something that's going on with that. There's huge grand examples of that. I think that, like, the man from Tord is one. I think people legitimately shifting is one of them. Mannequin people is another example, like, where, where stuff's shifting around. And I think that on the mundane side of it, with simple items, like keys, food, simple household items, I think that that is what is going on with the disappearing object phenomenon i think that it, it's the it's the mundane of a much bigger thing i think that's what that is like sorry sorry no that's not the money i'm sorry it's a it's a it's a it's a smaller thing sorry of a much bigger thing that's going on i think i'm sorry and that's and that's what the disappearing object or reappearing object is the stuff that moving interdimensionally so a smaller symptom of a larger manifestation yeah, 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 and I, and I, so I, 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 I think I, I don't think that it's its own thing. I think that the real examples of it is is a much bigger thing is what's going on, and and I think that's what it is. But, um, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, I know Vic's gonna give me his probably thoughts on it too a little bit later. But like, what do you, have you have you guys had this happen? My wife's had it happen. You know, uh, Frank's had it happen to him. I've had it happen. Has this happened to you? Give an example of when this of the disappearing object phenomenon has happened to you. What do you think that it was? Is it ghosts? Is it fairies? Is it um, uh, just is it just equivalent exchange? Is it dimensional slips? Like, what do you what do you guys? Is it something that we didn't even talk about in this episode? You know, we talked about all the popular theories. A couple extra. Like, do you think that it's just a rational people are remembering? Like, what what do you what do you guys think is going on with the disappearing object phenomenon? Leave your guys' thoughts in the comments below. Uh, so we'll go it over in the next episode. And uh, that's an absolutely fantastic way to to share your support. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the notification bell because that's the way that you stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode. Um, if you're listening somewhere where you can leave a review. Please leave a review. It's a fantastic, great way to be able to support the channel, support the podcast, and all that. Uh, also, I want to take this opportunity to thank Frank. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. Absolutely, man. I know you're always a fan favorite, and you're, and you're a favorite for us to bring on. Um, stick around, because we have a really cool topic we're going to talk about in the patron section, where we're going to talk about this phenomenon of disappearing stars this has been something that's relatively new that's popped up it's a new phenomenon that's popped up where uh, astronomers are talking about stars disappearing in the night sky so me and frank are going to get into that uh, for a little bit um 
and I and I'm really eager to get his thoughts on it. And I've got some thoughts too. Uh, it's it's a fascinating phenomenon. But until next time, guys, keep believing, because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're gonna slide into the pillow talk segment of this podcast. This part of the podcast. Uh, if you want to check out the rest of it, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as bonus videos that we put out uh, exclusively for our patrons. Um, so uh, I, I thought a really fun thing to do uh, for our patrons would be to actually put uh, this part of the video or this part of our discussion up on our Patreon and have a video element too. So uh, that way you guys can, uh, that way you guys can be frank. You guys can see me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, you know, if you guys are tuning in now, that means we'll go, I'll go, I'll go ahead and show you, you know, me and Vic have talked about 40 K. That is my orc army that is standing behind me as well as my chaos up top. If you look a little bit more over there, you can see like little segments of my, uh, uh, of my like role playing books that I have there with my Space Marines and all of and my Age of uh, Sigmar miniatures that I've got in there. So uh, go Stormcast Eternals uh, <laughs> if you want to see that. So uh, yeah, this I'm currently recording right now in my house because I don't want to be over there entirely around Vic because well because he's got our that's for the soundboard in the, in the studio uh, with all of our good XLR mics are all set up so. But we're making do. Uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be back soon. He's in a few days, so it'll be it'll be fun. So, I uh, the the topic that we're gonna talk about, I think, for the the pillow talk segment, I thought that it would be really cool to talk about this weird phenomenon that's been circulating in some of the astrology communities for a while. Is this disappearing stars phenomenon? Like, did you did you know about this at all? Like Frank, did you? Well, I I do I do know of the of of the uh, of the phenomenon, um, but the um, the stuff that I know about it, um, like whenever I, whenever I was in my undergrad, you know, of course they they want you to have that that well rounded education, and everybody always seems to take biology and chemistry, and I was all like, oh, the hell with that! Like like I'm not geology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. Yeah, I, I actually took geology too, but I took, um, I took physics and I took um, astronomy.